Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Well, first of all, Lectio Divina is simply a fancy Latin title for divine or sacred reading. And it's a way of encountering God uh, that involves both head and heart, uh, speaking and listening, and making spaces for that. So for me, it's a much more restful way of engaging with God in the scriptures. This is the introductory episode for our Advent series. And Advent is it's one of my favorite times of year. I, I love getting, it's probably my personality, I love the idea of the anticipation of getting ready for Christmas and really being intentional and uh, because I'm a go, go, go kind of personality to be intentional about slowing and stopping and preparing instead of just rushing through and doing, doing all the things that we need to do for Christmas. So I'm so glad that you're joining us for this Advent series. Today, we're going to introduce one of the practices that we're going to do throughout this study. It's called Lectio Divina. When we were trying to decide how are we going to introduce this, who we should talk to, the first person I thought of was Judith Haugen. I've sat under her leading Lectio, and she's a professor at the University of Northwestern. She has written a book called Transformed into Fire. Lectio is something that she lives and breathes, and I am so excited to be sitting across the table from her. Welcome. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I, I mean, honestly, that you were the first person I thought of when we started talking about how do we create space for people to just be in the Advent season, and Lectio was the first thing we thought of, and then you were the first person I thought of. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So how did you become introduced to Lectio? I became introduced to this way of reading the Bible in my 30s, probably my early 30s, through a church I was going to at the time. And I think I had been on a search for ways of encountering God in my own journey that felt more intimate Mm -hmm. uh, and not just head knowledge, not just an intellectual approach, but a way of encountering Jesus that was more holistic, head and heart, and increasing that uh, the intimacy and that relationship. And unfortunately, the way that I had been taught to read the Bible was not always conducive toward that goal. And so Lectio kind of, I think it was a move of God, came into my life at just the right time and showed me another way to encounter God in the scriptures rather than just intellectually mm-hmm. head and heart together. Because I think that's a really easy thing to do. Oh, I'm, I, will, I need, I should spend time in God's word. And I think it's, it's good for us to do that. But we can be very transactional about it, yes. I feel like. Yeah. And I think, too, that when you think about the word that always comes after Bible, when we think about reading, it's like Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I've been in Bible studies in many different places and times throughout my whole life. And there's nothing wrong with studying the Bible. That's needed and it's necessary. But I wanted to read the Bible devotionally in the full force of that word, that word devotion, of having this ardent uh, affection or love, and to encounter God, not just with my intellect, but also with my imagination and with my heart, um, just to feel like I'm, my head and my heart were saying the same thing about Jesus mm. and encountering, and both encountering Jesus in the ways that God designed us to, head and heart. Mm -hmm. Holy, holistically. Absolutely, yes. So 
let's talk a little bit about Lectio. I'm imagining that some of you that are listening, maybe you've heard of it, but you're not sure what it is. Maybe you've never heard of it, but this is something that you're open to experiencing and, and hearing us talk about the way that we've experienced it. Hopefully that will feel inviting to you. But Judith, will you just walk us through what the what Lectio looks like? Well, first of all, Lectio Divina is simply a fancy Latin title for divine or sacred reading. And it's a way of encountering God uh, that involves both head and heart, uh, speaking and listening, and making spaces for that. So for me, it's a much more restful way of uh, engaging with God in the scriptures. So uh, one way to think about Lectio is because listening and creating quiet spaces for listening is such a vital part of it, I think of Lectio as a time to meet with my God as his beloved child. Mm -hmm. And wherever I am in the scriptures is simply our topic of conversation for that day. And so it's a beautiful, simple way to, to both listen and to speak back to God what I'm experiencing in the scriptures in the hope of being formed uh, more fully into who, who Christ is calling me to be. And I think I'm so glad that you're talking about listening, too, because I, I think that's an important piece, even with prayer. At least in my own prayer life, it it, it was a lot of me to God mm-hmm. and not a lot of me making space and time. You know, I always think, is it Elijah or Elisha? I can't remember which one who was in the in the mountain and covered his face. And God wasn't in the big storm and he wasn't in the mm-hmm. big, big, big. He was in the gentle wind that, that blew by. And that makes me think of how I need to quiet myself. And still myself mm-hmm. to be able to even hear his still small voice. Yeah, I need to be intentional. Absolutely. The other thing about traditional Bible study for me, at least how it it hit me, is looking back, it felt very DIY, mm-hmm. like a do-it-yourself kind of project. And like I had to kind of just dig in and find uh, the nugget of truth and then, you know, carry that into my day. And again, that's not bad. I just think It's incomplete if that's the only way that I engage in the scriptures. And uh, so I just, I love that it's much more dialogical with Lectio. And uh, it's not product-based, like, oh, I got my little little gem, my little nugget of truth. Mm -hmm. It's, um, again, that can be kind of a more transactional way, like, oh, it it did work. Look, see here, I've got proof that it worked. Because sometimes I do Lectio and it feels like nothing happens. Mm. And I think we're very attached sometimes to spiritual products. And sometimes... Now you're you're getting up in my business. Go on. (laughs) And sometimes, a lot of the time, there is so much happening at an unconscious level that we just can't be aware of. Like, the Holy Spirit is doing His work in Mm -hmm. us. And we just may know little or nothing about it in the moment. And maybe someday, or maybe in this life, we'll never know what God was up to that particular day. Mm -hmm. So part of it, too, I think is just, for me, Lectio is also a way of just looking at the time with God as an end in and of itself. It is enough to just be with God, the creator of the universe, to be in communion with his Son and Holy Spirit. Like, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is, that's enough. You know, if I sent some sort of nudge in a certain direction or something like that, which sometimes happens, that's great. But um, just being with God and his word is enough 
it is transformative whether I'm aware of it or not. So we walk us through the process of what it looks like. Sure. Well, first of all, we'll explain it. We'll walk through each step and then we'll actually practice it later. Yes. So there are several movements in Lectio Divina. It's not really a method of prayer so much as engaging with these different movements of being with God in the scriptures. So the first, and they all have like fancy Latin names, Mm -hmm. so prepare yourselves. (laughs) So the first movement is simply called Lectio, which means read. And we read through our chosen passage. And all we do is as we read slowly, we listen for a word or a phrase that sort of glistens, that perhaps captures our attention a little bit. And at the end of the first reading, we just spend a few moments in quiet just sitting with that word or phrase. Now, if no word or phrase appears... We don't have to manufacture one. We can just sit with what we heard. And after a little bit of quiet, uh, you move into the next movement, which is called meditatio. And, of course, we get the word meditation from that. And in the meditation phase, we're really engaging with the scriptures. Uh, We have an idea of what the reading is, where it's going, kind of what it's saying from the first reading. So the second reading We're noticing, we're asking questions as we read through it. Some of the key questions might be to notice how our heart is being spoken to, to notice how the word might be intersecting our current experience in some way. That can sometimes be valuable. And of course, the big question is, God, what are you pointing at for me in this scripture? What do you want me to notice? And then to take those questions into that second reading and in the quiet that follows, just be listening and even wrestling with some of the questions that we might have or things that we're noticing that might be from God. That leads to a time which sometimes is included in Lectio, sometimes not, but a time called oratio, which is where we get the word, you know, spoken, oral. And praying back to God some of the things that we're noticing. Maybe we felt challenged in some way by God, and we can kind of pray that. Usually when I do that, because we're often people given to many, many words, I try to sum it up in maybe one or two sentences, something very simple that I'm praying back to God around what I'm experiencing, what I'm hearing, what I sense God might be saying, if anything, and if I feel like I'm lost in the dark, I can just say, God, I, that's where I am. And I don't really sense anything from this. It's, honesty is really important. Mm-hmm. The very last movement, and again, have a little bit of quiet after that, but the last movement is called contemplatio, where we contemplate. As was said before, we're so used to having to produce a product for God in our time with him like so many chapters read, so many people prayed for. And of course, those are good things, but not if they're helping us to feel more worthy to stand before God. So I really love the the last movement, Contemplatio, because it's about just being still. And, you know, in the busy Christmas season, mm-hmm. uh, Advent uh, for me is a lot about creating that space to welcome God, to remember the birth of Jesus as a physical event, but also to welcome that Christ child in a new way, perhaps, into our hearts. And that sometimes best happens in in quiet Mm -hmm. and in stillness. And 
So the contemplatio is the last movement, and we just sit with God, with the, the seed of the word in our hearts from the engagement we've done with the passage so far, and maybe read it right before the last movement. And we just have the seed planted in our heart, and we're just with God. And I, I just think, you know, I think it was Kierkegaard who said, you know, we have forgotten how to be. Mm. We can only talk about being. And learning how to just be with God, I think, has great benefit for our souls. It does. I Like I talked about before, I'm a doer. And, I've, I, and I always say, if you can just tell me what I need to do to be, that would be great. <laughs> then I could... <laughs> That I can accomplish it, which is doesn't work. Yeah, give me five easy steps to being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a couple of questions from what you said. There are two things I was thinking about. I, when I introduced you, I didn't talk about that you're also a poet, that you're a creative writing. You're, you're a professor of creative writing. You do creative writing yourself. Uh, imagination, beauty, all are things that mean a lot to you. How does the practice of Lectio speak into that? Like when you were talking about you know, dwelling in a verse, I thought, and your experience and your two sentences back to God, I thought, oh, well, they're probably really beautiful because <laughs> you're such a good writer. Do you find that that's a, sometimes a process where some of your creativity, your creative writing comes out of that time? I think that the way that I create in my writing life, and I want this for my students as well, is to have that, have a prayerfulness about it. Mm -hmm. I think creativity has a certain listening element. And when I was writing my book, Transformed into Fire, I absolutely felt like that was a collaborative thing that I was doing with God. So I do think that the Lectio, and this is actually an important point, that sometimes I think we can put walls around our devotional times and just see them as sometimes a box to check off. Uh, something we want to do, but you know, it's like on our to-do list, so mm -hmm. to speak. And the the beauty of lectio is that to engage with God in order to find God in the scriptures and in our response to them, and you know, to be in that kind of prayerful dialogue with God is something that we really bring into the rest of our day. And suddenly, we're like reading God in situations, mm. and we're reading God in relationships. And listening, it's that, it's that listening part in particular where we can do that all day. So for me as a creative person, and of course the imaginative aspect is important too, sometimes people who are very imaginative will get little pictures and things when they're doing Lectio or they're visualizing perhaps a narrative passage of Scripture and where am I in this narr narrative? Who would I be if when Jesus was passing along the road, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. about to heal about to heal Bartimaeus or something like that? So I do think that bringing all of our faculties is really helpful, and I do I believe it does in ways that I probably can't even fully articulate. It definitely I think has a part of my creative life, but also I think for any of us I think that. You know, it's going to overflow in all of our life in terms of, you know, that whole verse, pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean, in my mind, to be directing worded thought to God in our minds all day. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, also a, a posture and an attitude of prayerfulness where we're just receptive to God 
even when I'm having a conversation with someone, even when I'm having lunch or teaching a class, that I can be God's vessel and be receptive to his voice even even in the midst of my workday, for instance. Okay, so this is going to sound like a doer question. So, so when someone's preparing to do Lectio, how long does it usually take? The beauty of Lectio is that it can take as you can fit it to any amount of time. If you are a busy person and you really would like to do just a, a little bit of Bible reading on your way out the door in the morning or getting the kids on the bus, whatever it is, you can do Lectio in as little as five minutes. And you know what? God can do a loaves and fishes with the effect mm-hmm. of that, for <laughs> sure. Uh, I would say a lot of my Lectio times are probably, when I have more open-ended, are probably in the in the neighborhood of uh, 20 minutes to half an hour okay. for a passage, mm-hmm. say. But that's one of the great things, is that you can, once you understand the movements, you can... You can do them in just a few minutes if that's what you have. Mm-hmm. So let's put it into practice. All right. And we have chosen the end of Matthew. Yep, the Sorry. end of Matthew 11. Okay. I'll let you lead me through it, and then and I, I guess I will just be vulnerable with <laughs> what's happening and talk through the process. We'd all love to see that. Yes. <laughs> no, it sounds very good. This is a passage that I think also might be very appropriate for the Advent season, especially for people who do a lot of hosting and have to buy a lot of presents. And there's so much goodness about Advent and preparing for Christmas and family and good food and all of that. But it also can really get tiring. And places of rest and quiet can sometimes be hard to find. So these are the words of Jesus uh, as rendered at the very end of Matthew 11 through the Message Bible. Uh, There's some different language in the message that I really appreciate in this passage because it helps me to experience the passage in a different way than in some, you know, rather than some of the traditional translations I've read. So it'll probably be familiar, but unfamiliar because of Peterson's uh, different wording. So in the first reading... I just encourage you to be listening for a word or phrase that might catch your attention and then hold that. We're going to have a little cushion of quiet afterwards, but it'll be shorter because this is podcast. So so prepare to receive the words of Jesus as rendered by the message in Matthew 11. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So two things stood out to me. The unforced rhythms of rest, and what it's talked about, get away with me, more toward the beginning. Yeah, get away with me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's cover your powerful. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the two things that stood out to me as you were reading. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to read the scripture a second time. Generally in Lectio, you read it about three times. And, and there's a way in which it goes from the head and more and more goes down into our heart with the, with the repeated readings. And also reading it slowly is helpful. So I'm going to read it a second time. And I invite you, Angela, to think about uh, how is this word intersecting my life right now? Do I sense my heart being moved or spoken to in a particular way? And, of course, the ultimate question, uh, God, what are you pointing at for me in the scripture? What are you wanting me to notice or hear from you? So receive the, the scripture a second time. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What was standing out to me weren't so much words, actual words from the verse, but that God's affection for me, especially the part about that he's not going to put anything on us that's that's too heavy. And, and striving is what I kept... like. Cease, cease striving. Stop striving. Mm. Stop trying. Stop. Just stop. Just stop and be with him. Could be from our conversation, too, <laughs> and just my life. And the, But that's that his affection and his love and that I, there's nothing I can do or need to do for that. That's what yeah. that's what's standing out to me. Wow. That's really that's really beautiful. That's, yeah, that's great. So. I will read the scripture one last time. And if you want to do oratio at the beginning of the quiet, you can do that, where you just pray to God a sentence or two. But otherwise, that one leads us into the quiet, the quiet contemplation of God, to just be with God, which some people becomes a very extended time. You know, they might do that for 10, 20, 30 minutes even. Usually I do it for a little while, Mm -hmm. but... Not Probably not on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll read the scripture a third time, and then we'll just have that kind of be closing us out, so to speak. So receive the words from Matthew 11 one last time. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Judah, thank you. Thank you, thank you for 
I knew you were the person to trust with this. <laughs> this has been oh, thank you. amazing. And I'm really excited for people to be able to take this tool and this practice and to be able to apply it in their everyday life for this study and beyond as a way to just be with God. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I just, I just pray that it will be a fruitful practice for many, many people. It has been for me and for many others. So blessings on everyone listening as you uh, journey with God. Thank you for joining us for this introductory episode for the Reading the Bible Together Advent Study. If you haven't signed up for the study yet, you can do that at myfaithradio.com and get the study guide. The steps that we've gone through for Lectio are part of the study guide, so you can get that there. Again, it's at myfaithradio.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, and we'll see you next time. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.